Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Now, find reviews, reviews and news and for news every league, every including league, major, major league, league baseball, baseball, NFL, NFL NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all sports information from live in-game betting prompts and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use uh, your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Now, use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50%. Welcome your bonus on your first deposit. Now, Bet Online is where the game starts. All right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Believe in Bills. Of course, I am joined as always with the two legends, Coach Woogie Hawkins and Ruben Brown himself. Uh, you know, tough week, but you know, we, we're gonna make it through. What's going on, fellas? How y'all feeling? Hey, bye, humbug. <laughs> <laughs> the sky is falling. Mook, the sky is falling. It's game number three, number three in the books. We're going into four. We got a long way to go. Right. Absolutely. We got uh, you know, we got the Baltimore Ravens coming up, but we're gonna touch on the, the Dolphins game a little bit. So uh to start us off with, we're gonna have our kickoff. Uh, as usual, right? Um, so, Coach, tell us, tell us just about you know what was some of the things that went wrong in Miami, you know that 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 helped them pull it out. Well, first and foremost, one thing that that went wrong before all that, I guess I put my my foot Uh-oh. in my mouth. Uh-uh. All right, you know, for all the Dolphins fans that I said that the Dolphins wasn't on the Bills level, let me just go ahead and no, you don't have to eat that. No, put my foot in my mouth, right? Because the Bills didn't you know, do what they should have did. But, you know, you know, you get Dolphins credit. You know, they didn't make no mistakes. They didn't make no mistakes. And the Bills made mistakes after mistake. And, you know, it kind of cost them the game there. So learn, like Ruben said, it's only week three. Um, we'll see, you know, who's built the last, you know. So um, quite the experience. And, again, the Bills are last eight games that was close. They can't win it. And, I think now, when you really look at it, the Bills in close games don't know when to be aggressive. You know, and that's what I'm, I'm figuring out with them. football is an aggressive sport. I'm glad you said that. Something came up in the game that made me think of that. And um, <clears throat> even though the Bills look great overall, I, I, I got an instance in the game where I think that happened. And it, it was the tide that started turning things. Right. It's just, you know, what went wrong? Went wrong out there. I mean, but, you know, it's, it's no excuse. I mean, these guys are professionals. They just didn't go out there and get the job done. When you look at the stats, it's, it's mind-boggling when you look at the stats. Bills 90 pass plays to the Miami Dolphins 39, uh, over 500 yards in total offense. To, to 200 for Miami. Um, I mean, the Bills just pretty much doubled everything. Time of possession. Um, I just didn't understand uh, Josh Allen throwing 60 times. Like, we were down 35 to 14. Um, you know, so that's a lot of things that goes into this to this loss of the Bills that, you know, have you scratching your head. You know, uh, misfires from Gabe Davis dropping the touchdown pass to – uh, missing the field goal to Josh Allen bobbling the snap before halftime to kicker field goal to Matt Milano dropping a pick six um, to to um, you know just some 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 questionable play calling on that third and twenty two. Um, I had to ask Coach Frazier. Moot, you calling the calling him out? Oh man, you know me. I know you. I know you. I know you. I know you. I know you go get it. I know you. What went wrong on third and twenty-two? Yeah, yeah. How were they were able to complete a fifty-yard bomb mm. on the number one passing defense in the past few years in the NFL? You know what I mean? How did that happen? And you know, Coach Frazier, with, with all due respect, gave me a great answer, and he was very accountable for that. He said, maybe you know, I go back to that um, 
I could have called a better play to put him in a better situation. And, and that's all you can ask for out of your coach, being accountable, putting him in a better situation. And then yeah. when I go back and I look at that play, we all know the outcome. But when you yeah. look at the line play on that play, the Bills only rushed three guys. Yeah. So now yeah. I'm really scratching my damn head because where was this at last year with 13 seconds on the line? Yeah. You only you, you, you should have dropped eight in coverage then. Now you you're try- bringing up old stuff, Mook. You like but, a, but you, you like a we, bad we're still mentally scarred. <laughs> we're still mentally scarred from that. And here it is. It's that situation again where the bills don't come through in the clutch that and they're supposed to. But so now when you look at that, I say, okay, got eight back in coverage. Now let's really look at the play. They go bunch left. You got Waddle singled up on the bottom screen by himself. Now we got undrafted rookie from UB, Jamarcus Ingram, gives Jalen Waddle a free release off the line of scrimmage. Cardinal rule, you are never, you're never supposed to do that. You're supposed to jam Waddle up, you know, disrupt his timing, disrupt his route, so that your safety could diagnose what's happening out there. That word to play with completely wrong at from the beginning. So can I say that was a bad call by Frazier? Maybe it was a bad call because you got a lot of good, And this is where the, everybody kept talking about the inexperience of the Bills secondary where Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle would have field days on. They didn't have those type of days. They just had two plays that cost them the game right there because Tyreek Hill was a no-call, no-show out there. It, yeah, Mook, I, I kick it off with some of the same sentiments, man. Uh, but I, I take it a tad bit different. Uh, uh, on this show, when we recorded last week, we talked about what were things that could pop up that the Bills need to worry about, blah, 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 that could cause the game. Justice, if we go rerun this show, the things that the Bills did that caused them to lose were the exact things I said that was going to cost them the game on Sunday, as good as they are. Uh, no team is, what's the word I'm looking for, impervious. Damn, y'all like that one. That's an SAT one, I think. Uh, <laughs> you going with your, your wondering uh, verbiage? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so the way I look at it is what happened to the Bills is what a lesson that they needed to learn. No matter how good they are, they these things like penalties, missed field goals from a guy that usually makes a field goal. You know what I mean? He's money usually for that. But if you need them every game. You miss one one game you lose to the Dolphins. And then you got to explain, oh, we are really better than them. Well, technically not this week. You know, we have to wait for another week to prove that to everyone, that we are better than them. And also to kind of put them in their real perspective. The real perspective of of this past game, uh, mainly it was the, the penalties. And and the uh, bad plays, you know, because not for that, the Bills came out, opened the drive, went straight down the field, scored, and it seemed like every time they touched the ball, they were about to score, except for uh, a time that came up that was costly for them, all right? So in order to win the Super Bowl, every time you touch that rock, we got to score that thing, and we got to put them in a position where they can't go back is scored. Uh Dolphins are a young, fiery team, guys. We have to sit, we gotta show them some respect. We can't disrespect them. They All right, so you 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 talked about the Dolphins being you talked about them being the, the young team that we do have to respect. But you know what what coach said earlier about the, the Milano should have been picked, you know, the Davis dropping the end zone. Like the Bills were still in this game. So we're gonna go ahead and get into the first quarter. The Bills were still in the game throughout the game, and also the defense only letting up 21 points. Are you expecting maybe your offense to get you more than that? <clears throat> I would. I'll start that one. 
Uh, I totally thought, and everybody that uh, predicted or analyzed this game going into it, everyone thought the Bills would easily score as many touchdowns as they needed. No one in their right mind thought that, you know, was 21-19? Yep. I mean, come on, nobody thought that. The betters in Vegas, nobody predicted that this was this was an anomaly, you know. Um, but it's definitely a lesson um, for the Bills to let them know, you know, hey, it's almost like a running back running with the ball. You always got to carry that joker high and tight because Peanut Tillman could sneak up behind and punch that joker out, all right? And, and everybody will be sick. And that's what I feel like we feel today after the game. We feel like we were running for a touchdown and somebody came and punched it up from behind us and knocked the ball out because, you know, execution in the first half, nothing to sleep on on Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills definitely make a lot of people nervous, you know. Uh, but – the, I think the defense did an all right job against an all right defense. And I wonder how you guys, I mean, offense, I wonder how you guys see that matchup. Because one, I expected more from our defense, but when we did not get more, I was okay because, you know, I didn't see Tyreek Hill having the game that he had the week before. So, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of trying to figure what does everyone else see? How did everyone else see it? Because I didn't see it as a, I thought defense was adequate. Coach, what did you think? We lost this game. So yeah. conflicted from mm-hmm. coaching to players. We uh, have to be accountable. Be. I mean, when you look at these stats, the, the, the Bills defense did what they supposed to do mm-hmm. with. X amount of starters not playing in this game. They only gave up 212 total yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, they gave up 171 passing. They only gave up 41 on the ground. They only rendered 15 first downs to 31 first downs. Miami punted the ball five times. The Bills only punted once. You got to look at that. Bills ran 90 damn plays. Tell me out of those 90 plays, which one of them was explosive? Not a one. No, right? it has to be. Not a one. You called 90 plays and not now one of them was explosive plays. So, again, what are we calling? You know, when you look at it, when the Bills first drive, they just marched down the field and just, yeah. come on, Miami, I ain't nothing. We just marched around the field like it was nothing. Three and out. Defense get them to go three and out. And then what do we do on offense again? Go super conservative. We run the ball t- twice deep yes. in our own damn territory. Yes. And now it's third and long. Yes. No, we got to throw the ball. And they send yes. pressure. And Josh Allen, Fumble. unrecognizably, mm-hmm. not stepping up in the pocket, forces the turnover, give this team the ball on the five. So the morale shifts. They score. So it's not what Miami did. It's what the Buffalo Bills didn't do. And this is why – we ain't 100% advancing against the Kansas City's in 13 seconds or beating yeah. the Tennessee Titans last year on a goal line or beating Jacksonville. It's, 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 the, it's the certain situations and the play calls that the coaches are putting them in and the players are not executing. So basically you talking about the number one thing is practice in the NFL is situational football. You know, they constantly sit down and bring up different scenarios when it's going to be a pressure cooker situation and they got to hurry up and run plays or, you know, they've come off of a bad turnover or something. All of these things are are played out on a daily basis. So you basically say the the Buffalo Bills keep coming up with the wrong answer for for those situations a lot of times. And I like what you said, Moot. Because uh, when that bit, when the Bills had just scored, it's like you can't stop them. And they could stand in shotgun all damn day and throw the ball and get it to whoever they wanted on the field. And then they ran it two times. I was like, what are they doing? I said, from my perspective, 
I love running the ball now, guys. Now, you're going to hear me have a bit of a contradiction, but this is only in a matter since that we're talking about winning the game and putting your foot on somebody, keep them down. They just scored, and they scored easily just throwing their ball. Now you throw a couple of two little run plays in there, then you get stifled. Now you now you backing up, and do you notice all that momentum started rolling from that? From that? Opposed to coming out there and Josh is your guy, big, keep firing it, keep firing it, hit, hit, ten, five different receivers. I mean, you run 90 plays or, or wait a minute. The first half, Josh had run over, thrown 30 plus more time, 30 or so passes, right? That was the most he's passed in his career in the first half. And he hit everybody on the goddamn field. You know what I mean? Everybody on the field. And he is smoking that hot. You're going to tell Dwight Gooden to take off the fastball and I want you to throw a knuckleball? Come on, man. That see, move all your all your phases start after three games, after a season or two, they're starting to be a telltale. If you can make a prediction that um, I'm thinking that the bill staff is overlooking is these high pressure situations that they seem to fumble, you know. Situational football has definitely seemed to plague the Bills over the last couple of years. Yeah. Although with a new offensive coordinator, you would hope that, you know, those things would be remedied. And although maybe the situational football wasn't terrible on Sunday, the execution uh -huh. wasn't great. Um, but, you know, there was an, a, a situation that happened and everybody kind of went up in arms about it. Uh, Ken Dorsey up in, in this the booth uh you know when they were unable to spike the ball to get the kickoff he he showed a lot of passion and frustration and and uh he, he looked pretty frustrated coach uh from somebody who's who's talked to ken dorsey and you know seeing those guys uh up close in person and how they were feeling in, in the moment uh what do you think about ken dorsey's meltdown that's regular football if you're a football guy and you know I love the passion. I told him when I interviewed him, I love that passion. I I I, I love that because he he as, as offensive coordinators, we're perfectionists. We yeah. want to be perfect. Like, <laughs> and if it's not perfect, we are going yeah. eight shit out there. I know I am, and as I'm not even on Coach Dorsey level, I was feeling the same way from my couch when Dorsey was tearing up the club <laughs> up in the booth. So I admire the passion. And, you know, hopefully, you know, and then they said he was a fiery guy. The players already knew that he was a fiery guy and say, no, nah, his ass got to go up in the booth. They told us, they told us before yes. the season even started that this dude is a fiery go. dude and he's a competitive guy. He got to be in the booth. He can't be in the sideline. Yeah, and we see exactly. why he can't be on the sideline. He might As start a fight if he was down on the sideline, how he gets fired up. I'll say this to that. What, what was you going to say, Justice? I was just going to ask you, as as a former player, you know, you being on the field, you having to, you know, experience those motions firsthand, what do you think about seeing a coach, you know, have that type of reaction? All right. So there's no clear-cut answer to this. It, it's basically based on the guy, who he is, and how everyone around him has come to perceive him. All right. I've played with coaches that you know, like that dude got a dirty mouth, but you know, he a good coach. I've example, Carl Mock, you know, <laughs> Carl Mock, nasty mouth. He would, you would want him to be in front of your, your relatives and your family, but you wanted to get the knowledge he had when it came to that football game. He, he had it. So um, I put it this way. Is this something that, inspires the rest of the team or is this something that can be an annoyance now when your coach when your players are telling your coaches you need to step that means it could possibly be an annoyance you know what i mean so as long as you know this doesn't 
escalate into more than what he just did and throwing a little paper, few papers for one game. You know, uh, let me put it to you like this, guys. Marv Levy them wouldn't have done that. They would have had to cut talking with them, pull them to the side, like, hey, there's cameras up there. We put you up there so we can you you need to chill out. We love your fire. We need the fire. But but in that moment, do you think they, they wouldn't have let it slip? Look, this is this is the beauty of what we're doing. We on TV, radio, streaming now, and we get to talk about it. Today, he is on a professional football team. So right. the standards for him just rose, all right? And he has to hold himself in a better way, manner, just for the sake of kids watching. You know what I mean? Now, how how you going to explain it to the, all your young boys, uh, Moot? When they start throwing papers and kicking buckets over and, and throwing the Gatorade cooler, how you going to feel? I, I We understood because emotionally, yeah, we all disappointed and upset, but not all of us could throw papers and, and stomp our feet. How many of them players, if they would have done that same thing, we would look at them as petty, pouting, get over it, come on, you should have played harder in the game, yada, yada, yada. Hey, you should have had that uh the end of the um, in the situation, uh, better orchestrated. Number one, y'all, I'm gonna go into the fact that they couldn't snap the ball to the quarterback via um, direct snap, or because the daggone center only practiced um, shotgun snap. So when he got in a situation to actually take a snap from under the ball, the ball kept fumbling. He did it more than once in the game. All right. As a coaching staff, the players, every player that is possibly could snap in the course of a week, a year, whatever, you you snap the ball to every quarterback out there before and after every practice. That's a fundamental, that's like brushing your teeth in the morning, but you don't brush your teeth. <laughs> I mean, come on. And you're going to go on national TV and tell me who is a professional football player that went to every practice. Uh, and you're going to tell me that y'all can't get a snap to the quarterback? <laughs> you kidding me. I went to, I'm an offensive lineman. The, the, all three possible centers on a professional team in college is more. The first thing in practice, they all snap shotgun and under direct snap to the quarterbacks. All quarterbacks out there walking, they do it under the uh, the quarterback coming underneath. They come out. They give the, the center a chance to turn left, right, center, back up, pass block. Now y'all ready to go? Go to your your drills. Mm-hmm. You gonna tell me professional quarterback? I went too long on this. But see, this is letting you know there's little details. It's going to keep popping up for the Bills. And they got an amazing team. But, man, you get the wrong people the access to a Ferrari, they're going to crash. Right. And that's something that Coach McDermott talked about when I asked him um, what was his thoughts. So, you know, just looking at the overall numbers. And he was like, when you look at the numbers, you know, we clearly we should we should have won that game. But again, it's the little things that we didn't do that lost us the ball game. And you know, situational football, he said it rule. Situational football is something that we go over yeah. plenty of plenty of times. You know, so those is back to the drawing board, you know, things that the Bills have to overcome. You know, especially it's it's it's, it's real it's it's an eyesore. You know, it's an eyesore. You know, hey, we gotta time. pull the scab off the wound. We you know what I mean, guys. I mean we know our team. Our team. I, I'm saying to the Buffalo Bills team, uh, if that all y'all listening, y'all asses better be in the damn Super Bowl. All right, <laughs> clean up all this damn mess. This, this rinky dink little stuff. I mean, it's really rinky dink for a team to be so good, and you let. I mean, they won a game over that just. The other week, they gave the ball up like three times. 
and yeah. still won. The Rams, yeah. And speaking <laughs> of that, the Rams weren't able to, you know, capitalize on the turnovers and and you know come back and win. But I mean, you talk about everything the Bills did wrong. Miami didn't necessarily make those mistakes, and now they're first place in the division. And I have to ask as we get into the third quarter, Coach, you tell me they're at the top of the AFC East. Is Miami legit? Oh hi, oh hi, I'm gone. Here we go again. <laughs> I'm gone. I ain't even go ahead. Here we go with this shoe now. I ain't legit. I put back in my mom again. Hey, hey, man. Hey, you ain't got to do this. Are they legit? You know what? Yeah, I'm going to say they legit. Because anytime when you play a Super Bowl contending team and you amass over just 212 total yards and you beat that team, yeah. that team, eventually that Miami Dolphins team, is going to get better. So yeah, I'm gonna say the Dolphins are a legit team. I'm no hater. Um, I I would I would say Miami is a good storyline for Buffalo this year because, in all intents and purposes, the Bills were going to run away with the AFC East. The Jets ain't going to be able to touch the Bills. I, I believe the Bills could go and turn the ball over like six times and beat the Jets. Honestly. And the Patriots ain't much better. Um, so the the Dolphins are the competition. They are the competition. They are what they the the Bills are gonna sharpen themselves and hone their skills because I pull out one one big stat from the game that, that impressed me about the, the Dolphins that let me know that if you Happen to give them boys the ball, they gonna score on you. Four, what were they? Three for three in the red zone or four for four in the red zone? Because we were four, two of four. It was three for three. They they scored 21 points. Three for three in the red zone. They but here's the hitting stat though, Rube. Here's the hitting stat that's not even on here. Once we talk about it again, how many explosive plays did Miami have? Uh, but Mo, they only had two good drives. That they had explosive plays, though. That they had explosive plays. Oh, they didn't the, the, the they, really they got their explosive plays over on the other when they were put in the position where they had short field advantage. That's where they the explosive play came, and then it was not really you, they didn't need to look for explosive play. I think from the Miami Dolphins. We all, because of Hill, we think of the explosive play as the really only way they operate. But where in reality, they're going to be opportunistic, you know. So you get them in the red zone. How far does Tyreek Hill them and Water them got to run? They don't have to run a deep route. You're in the red zone. You know, get open and bam, you fall down in the red zone or you do a little quick handoff up the gut and you're right there. So the other opportunities actually get made it easy on the Miami offense to not have to really rely on their weapons. Oh no, we watch a game. If they had to rely strictly on their guns, to get them down the field and them big plays, it wasn't going to happen all day for the Bills. It didn't happen. It didn't happen for them. They they scored on a conservative range, basically. You know, they didn't really have a real challenge because of what the defense and everything had all transpired. Y'all see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, that, that'll take us to the fourth quarter. And we talked about all the things that the Bills didn't do or did wrong or whatever the case may be. But it, it was close to 100 degrees, felt like over 100 degrees. Mm-hmm. Players talk about cramping up and needing IVs, pickle juice, the whole nine. And uh, before we move into what this looks like for the future of the Bills going forward with the rest of the season, how much do injuries play a role in you know, the defeat on Sunday, Rube. I think it was the biggest part of the uh, game on Sunday. Um, we ran out of gas, ran out of time. Them two things happened to the Buffalo Bills. Um, we ran out of depth. Um, and I think this this game is going to take a – has taken a bigger toll on the Bills than thought. 
originally. You know, we look at it today, we're looking at restacking our depth charts right now with players. Our offensive line is pretty much decimated. I mean, hopefully, you know, a few of those guys can recover, but we, we went through the whole ringer. And then you go to our DBs, you know, receiver. I, I, I want to talk to uh, Diggs, them, though, man, uh, about their conditioning. Um, the Dolphins' defense was out there for that amount of plays, too, guys. You know, see, I, I don't want to always feel like I'm the contrarian or I got to be the devil's advocate. No, it was Dolphins players this, falling this out, team. too. This it is my field. And if them jokers came, was coming to talk, talk to me like, Big Rude, what you think? I'm like, yo, man, what what was wrong with y'all? And, and what, why weren't they being drugged off the field defensively? Because I know when I played offense and we ran a, a no-huddle uh, uh, offense, and it was high power in the heat, eventually the D-line would be dropping like flies. But in this case, it turned around on us. Does we, it does I, it matter at all that they're from Miami and they play in that weather consistently? It's tough to say, man, that we professional NFL players now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some of these guys from Florida. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who? I mean, how many guys on the Bills? The whole are running back room is from Florida. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, come on, guys. Come Isaiah on. McKenzie said, "Man, and I'm born and raised right here in South Florida. I'm guess I'm more used to being in Buffalo now." And he, nah, that ain't. Uh, it. I'm just saying. I mean, and but but you gotta look at it though. The Bills defense they only was out there for 39 plays. Short period. They weren't out there, but the Miami Dolphins defense was out there for but, rule, rule, for but, but the Bills. But their defense the Bills, was out there for 90 plays. The Bills yeah. offense also put up 400 yards in total offense. So right. It wasn't like they wasn't, you know, going out there playing well. We they lost. just couldn't capitalize. <laughs> it was it was like the battle where we kept throwing our men overboard. And now we only person left standing is Pope Josh. Josh, the last one, the whole O-line is, is decimated. Thank God, Dawkins, man, I was worried about the older guys over there on the line because, you know, in the past we've had injuries from those guys, and I really wanted to see those guys make it through. Dawkins, I want to go through the whole season, no trouble and stuff, and be, be the guy that I think he can be. And uh, I'm glad they made it, but then we get center, guard, guards, tackle, I mean, that's a tough one. Yeah, you got Tommy Doyle going down, Torres ACL. You got uh, Ryan Bates, uh, concussion protocol, Mitch Morris not playing. Um, so, you know, that's half your line, really, right there. You know, in the so situation. The, the bills At the end of the day, missing, we can we uh, can cry uh, about the injuries all we want. We can make that excuse. But that still ain't winning the ball game. At the end of the day, no matter how many more stats the Bills uh, had over Miami, Miami made more plays than the Buffalo Bills did. Yeah. And that's why Miami won that game. Yeah. I just want to give some context real quick. Uh, so the injury report was Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, Tredavious White, obviously, uh, Dane Jackson, Jer Jordan Phillips, Stefan Diggs, Isaiah McKenzie, Gabe Davis, Jake Kumaro, Christian Benford, yeah. uh, <laughs> Spencer Brown, Dawson Knox, Mitch Morris, uh, Van Roten, Ed Oliver, Ryan Bates. So 16 players that, that mm. ended up being injured before the game or during the game. Mm. So that, but, that's hey, nice. still should have won the game. And, he still and, yeah, won, and the game. won the game. And, you know, everyone's Multiple times credit over. for a gutsy game. And you have to give them a, uh, credit for a gutsy game. Them guys went down there, played in some hot weather, and, and did the best they could. And they just they got inched out. They didn't get beat out. Mm. They got inched out, and that's what's yeah. going to make it so exciting. Come later in the season, I mean, it's just going to be—it's going to be on, man. When they meet up again later on in the year, what were we talking? December later? I cannot yeah. wait for that. Yeah, it's going to be off the plane in our house. Come on, ain't going to be no torpedoes on their sideline either because we have that damn stadium out there in Miami. Did exactly how to make that damn stadium. Exactly, the side is shaded. Oh, the yeah, side is hot yeah. as ever. For sure. <laughs> you, know they did, 
You know they did the math on that. They yeah, definitely did. When they were do, talking about it on the broadcast. Hey, know, I, I got to find out who did the architect. I don't know if it was yeah. Keywood or not, but that was well designed. And they, they, smart. They, Listen, I, I'm going to tell you all right now. In, in Buffalo, I, I would make us play on ice and snow. <laughs> You know what I mean? If and everybody ever talk about putting a, a dome on the um, stadium, kill it. You know we want as much snow in that Joker as much mm-hmm. as much inclement weather. Make it just difficult. Oh, okay. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. Why do you say that though? Because I think it breaks guys down over the. You long think it time. gives Buffalo an advantage? Yeah, it definitely gives you. So advantage. how come the heat doesn't give Miami an advantage? Well, because the, everyone starts off in the heat. That's everyone true. starts the season in the heat, yeah. generally. Now, everyone doesn't get uh, – now, if you want to talk real heat and when it's preparing for football, go to Louisiana. All right, Mississippi, Louisiana. All right. <laughs> so, uh, to everybody else, y'all just hot. Okay. But what was the hottest game you ever played at in in Miami? As you know, they were saying that this it was over 100 degrees on the field at one o'clock. Now, mind you, they playing at one o'clock. They ain't playing at four. They They, they know they can change all of that. NFL has some ability to change all that, and they know that everybody needs to change time wise. Even though I love one o'clock games as a player, (laughs) the hottest game I played in, uh, guys, was uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville, uh, Greg Williams' first year, Drew Bledsoe year. Remember, mm-hmm. we went down there. We we smoked them out, but it was hot, <laughs> and they were tired. They were the ones tired <laughs> in the game. I remember I distinctly because they had big uh, uh 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 what's the big D tackles? Not Stroud. We had Stroud. Marcus Stroud. No, we had Stroud. That Who year. was the other one? Henderson and Stroud. Yeah, yeah. Henderson and Stroud. Ooh. Gerald Henderson. Oh. Yeah, masters. Just, to, just imagine. I was shocked that y'all was able that y'all went, y'all handled them how y'all handled them too. We we locked them down, but I'm telling man, just imagine that's the way you gotta go make your money. You gotta go out there <laughs> and face two monsters. You know, I gotta stop these two monsters that can eat you alive. And I'm telling, you, it was hot, hotter than hot, and but. You know, we got on them and stayed on them. They ended up wearing down. And I think that's due to preparation throughout the course of camp. Um, A lot of times you overwork guys during camp. You get into that first two games, your legs go melt. You just, you might get a quarter, but you can't get four quarters. Um, It's depending on how you train them. And then once you get into the season and all of that stuff. So, um you know, but we were talking about injuries, that heat, that's an injury. You know, heat sickness is an injury. And yeah. for Spencer Brown without a heat illness. Yeah, yeah. And that's no joke, guys. I, I used to poo-poo it like I'm tough enough. I can make it until, you know, I mean, we lost Corey Stringer some years back due to this type of thing. So um, it, it's become – a lot more knowledgeable to me than it, how serious it is because, you know, I grew up in the caveman days. They ain't give you water. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, you ain't did that. What you want water for? You was weak <laughs> if you had to go for water. In the heat, it'd be hot as hell out there. And they'd, and they'd be like, water? You don't give water till you're done. I'm like, damn. <laughs> damn. All right, guys. We're going to uh, go ahead and get into the kneel down. You know what that means? We have some uh you know some special some special segments for you guys we're going to start off with uh coach and, and his thoughts on the nfl week or you know whatever he has thoughts on a moment with mookie what you what you thinking about coach my moment is it's a lot of parody in the nfl a lot of surprises the bills went down kansas city went down the chargers got their ass kicked um so it's a lot of parody i'm surprised by these damn philadelphia well you know what i'm not surprised mm. by philadelphia I am not surprised by Philadelphia. Let me say that again. I had the opportunity at the combine to watch Jalen Hurts throw. And I thought other than Herbert, he was the second best quarterback at the combine. And right now, Jalen Hurts has proven that. You know, he gave him the opportunity. Should have got drafted in the first round. He didn't. He fell in the Phillies lap. 
and now look at it. Now everybody's trying to get that mobile, accurate quarterback, Jalen Hurts. You know, he's definitely balling, MVP candidate. Uh, <laughs> Lamar Jackson, the guy that we're going to have to face this week, is on a whole nother level right now. Hmm. Um, so, you know, that's that's just my moment of it. It's a lot of parody. And, you know, this thing ain't really going to sort its out, sort its thing out or really start to separate, I think, to like week six. You know, we really going to, you know, tell the tape on who's contending or who's pretending. But mm -hmm. my biggest moment, injury, non-injury. Mm -hmm. Tua smacks his head on the ground. He gets up, shakes his head, do the stanky leg in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> And they're going to say it was a back problem. Not the stanky leg. Real <laughs> No, uh, smell funny. Yeah, it smells <laughs> definitely funny because the way Bridgewater came out there in that series, they was like, oh, hell no, we cannot. Uh -uh. Man, please say you all right. Just say you all right. We're going to put you back out there. We don't care what the doctor said. As long as you say you all right, you're good to go. It was, it was, it was your back, Barney. It was yeah, your back, Barney. Yeah, your back. yeah, that's right. It was your back. It's your back because you can't detect the back injury. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, they, hey, I give the Dolphins head coach credit. He's a smart joker. That's why he went to that Ivy League school. I tell you that. NFL's investigating it, but it don't matter anyway. I mean, hey, he was out there. He 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 executed that third and twenty-two like he ain't had no concussion. So yeah, yeah, he came back. You know, so that that's just my take on that. But I'm good to see some parody in NFL, and I'm and I'm excited for the season. All right, next up we got the legendary Hall of Fame candidate, Ruben's rundown with Ruben Brown. What you thinking about, Ruben? Well. You know, what I'm thinking about is that the Bills are going to find themselves in a, a learning process. They're going to have to learn how to win without all of their pieces sometimes. And that is what's going to make them a championship team. Uh, aside from correcting up the situational football mistakes that keep cropping up on their ass, but <laughs> generally – they're going to have to figure out how to win games when they don't have their uh, projected, like, year-starting roster. You know, hey, Vaughn, everybody's healthy roster. You know what I mean? And because, guys, we know the game is played, well, we got 17 regular season games, a lot of ups and downs. Guy could pull a hamstring a week. A guy could do whatever, whatever, whatever. Miss two games, three games, whatever. And you're gonna have to interchange parts. And we need to know that they can interchange the parts and still keep winning. You know, and and it doesn't have to be. Where I know as a fan this year. The hype is we're expecting our blowouts, but I just prefer just winning, you know. Mm -hmm. And if they got to put the, the long snapper at center and come up with a scheme to win, just win. And, right. and you might, it, it, it got close to that, <laughs> you know. So that's what I want to run down. Like our, the Bills have to learn how to win without all of their pieces or with when things aren't going ideally perfectly well. And that is going to make them probably more formidable than when they are healthy and they could just walk down the field and do it. You know what I mean? So I look at I look at this adversity that they're facing with injuries right now. It's really an opportunity for them to grow and become a more dominant team, mm -hmm. you know, because these young guys are going to get that experience. A few guys are going to get healthy and come back. And all of that's going to mesh and make this the best team in the NFL, which everybody knows they are. It's just they got to put it together and make it happen. Um, and that's my rundown. Uh, I'll sneak one little thing in there because Mookie and I were talking about how they came out and ran them two run plays. 
and and then instead of passing, and I'm I'm talking to a few people. That's like I think Ruth. That's the first time I ever heard you say not to run the ball. And I was like, well, when you got the steam rolling, man, you got to keep that joke of keep it hot, you know. And I think that series that that series of plays really threw a douse the water on the Bills, and from that point on, they never seen seen the same. So. Right, they didn't recover. Now, if you go down there on that second possession oh, and yeah. do it, it, just man, like you said, Rube, just like he did before. Pass, yeah, man, go get another score. Now it's fourteen to yeah. zip. Now you, you can, it's a now whole you different... can appease Ruben all the rest of the game because you up by a couple. You can say, "All right, Ruben, see, we trying to run it. We trying to run." It. I'll be like, "Okay, right. <laughs> run it when you throw up fourteen. Times. So now yeah. you can control in the game, exactly. playing clock ball because now yeah. we have a fourteen point lead. Now you can try to run the ball." Listen, the the opening was there for him to pick the ball up and gun it all the way down the field. That it was opening, you should have taken it. And that's what I'm saying. And the, this goes into this critical thinking about situational football and putting the guys in the right position and stuff. Come on, guys. The clock is ticking. February is coming. All right? And when February comes, all of that's got to be cleaned up. You got to be on point. Well, Andy Reid will be going back. Yeah, you know? That's so. All right. <clears throat> Last but not least, uh, we have a general rule with myself, Justice General Rafford. Uh, so for me, the way I look at this game, the more I think about it, the less I'm upset about it. Um, the more I kind of feel like it, it may be a good thing for the Bills in the long run, right? Outside of it being a conference loss that, that you know, that obviously affects the playoffs. I don't think the divisional loss will be a problem because I don't think Miami's that good of a team, and I don't think they'll even be in a conversation later on, right? But a conference loss does hurt. I think that going up against a top-five quarterback in Lamar who's playing out of his mind right now and a, a tough uh, Ravens team, I think that, you know, a little slap in the back of the head, you know, you you feeling yourself, you think you hot, and uh, you, you, you kind of, you know, you catch one that you wasn't expecting. And, uh, you know, I think this will refocus them. I think this will, you know, reinvigorate them and, and give them, uh, you know, more ammo, more amp to go out there and make it happen. And um, you, you, like I said, you go up against another what we perceive to be an AFC AFC powerhouse right now. And um, you know, I think these are the games, like Rube said, these are the games that's going to help you prepare for February or January and February. Uh, you know, because like Coach said, we've lost the last seven games, the last seven one score games. In January and February, you're not blowing people out the same way that you can, you know, in week one and two. You know, these are those are tough games. They've seen what you run all season long. You gotta run the football, especially in when it's cold outside. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I think this is where it's and 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 again, I I personally I love seeing Coach Dorsey, you know, uh have that type of passion and show that type of because again, that's how I felt watching it. So mm -hmm. to know that, you know, my my the, the same feelings and sentiment and the same, you know, passion I share is in that locker room. It feels good as a fan, you know? So um, I think this is where they have the ability to, to kind of, you know, play the underdog role, not necessarily the underdog role, but like, you know, the, the, the role where like people are counting you out and stuff, even though they're probably not, but you could pretend and put it in your head and mm -hmm. have that little chip on your shoulder. So um, the, the more I think about it, the more I am less bothered by this loss, and I know it'll feel good to watch the Bills stomp the Dolphins in December. So I'm, I'm excited about that. There you well. go. <laughs> All right, fellas, we got anything else before we head up out of here? No. Well, you know, Coach you. McDermott always preaching about finding a way. So, you know, again, the Bills need to find a way. It's, a, it's another teaching moment for these guys, and I'm glad that it's happening early. So, it's another way to keep them humbled and hungry. Another thing that Coach McDermott always preaches. So, um, no less that this is going to. I'm kind of glad they took this loss because this is going to add fuel to the fire, and you know, keep them on their p's and q's going up against Baltimore because they know now this is a team you have to perform for right. in order to win, in order to stay atop of the AFC. You know, so you know, look forward to the Bills playing much better. Look forward to. Uh, hopefully getting Jordan Phillips back because if Jordan Phillips would have played, 
it was a whole totally different ball game. Even though missing was so apparent, like I never thought it would be that obvious to see a D tackle gone. Yeah, yeah, that was huge. And the Bills only still gave up 40 yards on the ground, but just his presence alone, pushing the pocket, getting after Tua by himself is, you know, his his presence definitely was missed out there. Uh, Look for Poyer and those guys to be out there as well. Um, You know, the Bills brought in, uh, you know, Xavier Rhodes for a workout. Maybe they'd probably be signing him later on this week because Benford's going to be out. Uh, So Christian, um, excuse me, Kyrie Elam. Uh, you know, who played well this week is, you know, definitely going to be starting, uh, from, you know, from here on in. And, you know, I think it's going to be a good matchup against Baltimore. We'll have a few bit more of the guys. Yeah. Uh, hey, so, uh, Mo, you go to the stadium each day for the reporters. You talk to the players and shit. Mm-hmm. You do. Tell the kicker, get back on the street, man. Right. Tell him, get back on it. Don't tell Bassie that, man. Thing. Get, yeah, back, tell get, back. Myself, get back on the damn street. You know, so uh, one last thing before we go, the Buffalo Buffalo Bills, real quick, real quick, the Buffalo Bills signed uh, guard slash tackle Justin Murray today. Oh, yeah. Uh, So that is more depth on the offensive line. Yeah, that's for uh, Tommy Doyle because, you know, he tore the AC. He's out for the season. So they had to replace him uh, with a guy. So, you know, from out of Arizona, uh, play college ball at Cincinnati, 6'5", 315 pounds. He's he's another uh, interchangeable player. He can play guard. And tackles, so yeah, you know, need that player flexibility. Now. You gotta play multiple positions. Oh, good, fellas. That's what's All up. Right. All right, now, Bet even though the line is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines, now find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all sports information from live in-game betting prompts and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use uh, your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Now use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50%. Welcome your bonus on your first deposit. Now Bet Online is where the game starts. All right. All right, everybody. See you guys later. Go Bills. Go Bills. Put your weight on it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.